0: Anime is a vast and varied medium, and if you're not already familiar, it can be daunting to find something you might be interested in watching. This is a podcast where three average anime enjoyers introduce their uninitiated co-host to their favorite anime touchstones, so he can join them deep in the weeds. This week we watched Trigun. The original manga series was written and illustrated by Yasuhiro Naito and published in America by Dark Horse. Trigun originated from Naito's fascination with Western movies. Naito wanted Vash to be different from cowboys in Western movies by avoiding killing enemies and instead exploring the characters involved in each story arc. Trigun was adapted into a 26-episode anime television series by Madhouse. It appeared in Japan in 1998. It started broadcast in the United States as part of Cartoon Network's Adult Swim programming back in 2003. For this episode, we watched three episodes. The first episode, The $60 Double Dollar Man. Episode 9, Murder Machine. And then episode 6, Lost July. Now, Nick. Yeah. uh, You're the one who uh, suggested the episodes for this show. Uh, Why did you specifically choose uh, episodes out of order? So, when I'm
1: selecting episodes, curating an experience, and putting on a show, uh, I'll I'll do this for Anime Night a lot, there is something about trying to capture uh, the ethereal nature of like, when you would watch a show and only catch it on TV and only sometimes, so like, if it was in syndication, maybe sometimes you would miss an episode in the middle. Sometimes you would see, like, two episodes at the end, miss it for three weeks, at which point it had looped around and they were showing first episodes again. Uh, so part of it is is going with that in that I think it... it mm. This show weirdly works in that, like, the storyline is pretty sort of continuous and things occur in order, but mm-hmm. also they are... Uh, for a while at least they they managed to be pretty self-contained. This was actually a hard one to do it with uh because of um uh like there are some two-parters. Uh, I think specifically uh 7 and 8 are very explicitly a two part but also very connected right before and after. um but I I think this really worked. But the other reason is because this show I think really deals in like long reveals, long mysteries and i was trying to think specifically for our little charcuterie version of it what is a nice sort of like build up of what the mysteries are um so in one we get the intro and it's a good intro it's really about you know the rumors of vash and all of that uh nine we do see it's it's like a nice middle piece of story. feels like it fit, could fit in any middle piece. Uh, and also we get Wolfwood, who my boy Wolfwood will talk about him in a bit, I'm sure. Uh, and then episode nine is the one where we – or sorry, episode six, which happens before the Wolfwood, ends up um, being one of the first times we really hear about the July incident, which is one of those like, hey, we – this is like – this happened, we're coming in after it, but also it is like a major turning point and there are reveals that are necessary to understand what it is and why it happened. Um And I just figured that would be an incredible one to end on to, to make you go like, oh, wait, this show was about something else. There's something else going on here. Oh, okay. Like, th- that, that. that's the thing. Like, this show spends a long time sort of being like, oh, there's other stuff going on here um, before it really gets into telling you the what it is and why it is. And it kind of doesn't even totally do that, as I recall. It's been a while since I've seen the entire series.
2: I was going to say, Joe, as our research gremlin,
1: mm-hmm.
2: riddle me this. Was the Trigun manga complete when this show was airing and finished
0: ooh uh the there's two manga series there's Trigon and there's Trigon Maximum the first series was only two volumes and then Trigon Maximum was like 12 or 13 I think um the it originally was serialized in 1995 to 97 um and-
2: did max is that including maximum
0: twenty seven uh no that's I think that's just the original uh, okay. and then maximum continued until two thousand
2: okay because the reason I ask is mm. i never for whatever reason still to this date haven 't gone and read the the manga or tried to find it mm. and one thing that was and i 'm sure'll we'll come up with later shows at some point there was a big issue with nineties anime that they would be releasing series on television for manga series source material that wasn't finished by the time their typically twenty six or so episode run was complete. And I I remember watching the last episode of Trigon and still going
0: Huh <laughs>
2: and and just kind of getting this abrupt feeling of conclusion that didn't really unlike without revealing anything about Bebop. Bebop's ending, which is like, okay, this is an ending. I accept it because we, we got there narratively. I I just remember Trigun's ending being like, boy, we just kind of hit the brakes. And uh, I I remember watching this again and I started wondering that.
0: Yeah, the anime covers uh, the first two... The original like Trigun volumes, because what happened was it was it was airing in in a certain magazine, and then the magazine shut down, and then it got picked up by another one. Oh. So Trigun Maximum is everything that was in that second uh, publication, um. But the anime covers the Trigun volume and half of the first okay. volume of Max.
2: So it, I feel like that kind of says yes and no at the same time. It's not because of <laughs> yeah. A, but it is because of something. Okay. I can accept that, and before we go into, like, talking about the actual watching, sorry to hold you in suspense there, Bob. With you know, surprise, Bob, guess what? There's a new version of this show coming out, a remake of Trigon.
0: Right. Oh, and right.
2: Be- between that and rewatching this, I started wondering, wait a minute, because I remember reading the articles with uh, mm-hmm. the new announcement of the new Trigon being released – Are we, is this because, is this the Full Metal Alchemist, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood scenario? You had an incomplete source material or something with the source material that wasn't available in full at the time, and so we got an anime original ending, and now we're getting a up-to-date release that is able to encapsulate and incorporate that which was not there or available originally. And the more I'm hearing, the more I'm starting to believe that's the case.
0: Oh, yeah. I, I love the manga. My brother has the entire series on his bookshelf. Uh, where was I going with this, though? Um,
1: the new anime, it does it cover oh, more? I
0: don't remember um, how the story is distributed so much between it, but I'm pretty sure everything you need to know to make the anime was they used like i think it's just kind of more stories but like the, his origin and like who he is and stuff is was known okay um but yeah also the the new series titled Trigun Stampede is set to premiere January 2023
2: happy birthday to me
0: <laughs> also there was a movie in 2010 Badland yeah, it was, Rumble uh, yeah it was, yeah yep.
2: So, with that all out of the way, Bob, why don't you rehash for us episodes 1, 9, and 6. We'll start with one.
3: All right. So, we're starting with the very first episode, The 60 Billion Double Dollar Man. Yes. We we start off in a bar with a couple people talking, and I thought that because I personally watched the dubbed, I did not watch the subtitled, Okay. and when they said The 60 Billion Double Dollar Man... I thought that there was an interpretation error.
1: <laughs> nope.
3: Nope. The <laughs> double dollar. Yep. Yeah, that's just what the currency is called. And they're just sitting there chatting about this typhoon. Goes through, it's a person, goes through destroying towns, killing people indiscriminately. Of course, that's a sign that that needs to happen here, too. Because there's this whole gang that comes up and shoots down the bar where all these people are at. And it's with such strength that the whole building goes flying. Uh, Q, Big Bad, looked like uh, Doctor Robotnik's drunken uncle. <laughs> <laughs> no,
2: it's up? Oh my God, you're right.
3: And there's just one person still sitting there at the bar, and everyone's shocked because all these bullets should have hit him, but didn't. Because the,
0: the sign conveniently fell right in front of him.
3: What well, luck? Uh, we got introduced to our protagonist, Vash. 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 Yes. Uh, And we don't know that that's his name at this point, but that's who he is, and we're like, oh, I recognize you. You're from the cover of all the different videos.
0: (laughs) Uh,
3: Hijinks ensue. Escapes. Find out later he was out of bullets. Uh, <laughs> it was entertaining. Uh, he is out to get, uh, I don't know, Uncle Robotnik. Uh, and then he's trying to hide from him because of lost bullets. Uh, an old guy happens across to him by stepping on his head while he's hiding underground. Um, he has to come up for air. He knocks out the old man, and it's at this point... A little bit later that he explains that he doesn't kill people. Which, in all honesty, I do appreciate with this series. It's kind of an interesting take for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, spoiler alert. This is the first time I've
2: actually did this. Uh, I actually did research after.
1: Ooh! Oh,
2: I'm so proud of you, Bob. If I could, I'd give you a big old hug.
3: I do know that he does people. but It's through extenuating circumstances. Yeah. Uh, but in this particular episode, he doesn't, like, he does his best to make sure that everyone comes out alive. So, he meets Again who, uh, previously, he had a bad guy go after him, who, regardless of what Vash could say, he didn't care. You must lead a lonely life. You must need a girlfriend. This, that, and the other. Bad guy doesn't care. Vash... Uh, no, Vash doesn't even do anything to him. The big bad comes up.
2: and well, you, You've I, ignored our bounty hunter friend, who's oh, also yeah. looking for Vash, in in, and yeah. in, uh, insinuates himself into the chaos. That's right. Old man Ruth.
3: Loose uh, Ruth? Like, mm-hmm. loose, loose Ruth, thank you. Because I couldn't help but giggle. Come on, Ruth. Yeah. You need to look more burly. Uh, Ruth is convinced that Drunko Robotnik is actually Vash, because the description that he got was a guy wearing red, Mohawk. To be fair, Vash does not really have a Mohawk, he's just got the whole anime spiked hair, neither here nor there. Uh, so, uh, because of all this, uh, we also get introduced to Millie and Merrill.
1: Millie and Merrill, yes insurance agents,
3: which that's, grow on me, <laughs> to be introduced as insurance people looking for Vash because of all the destruction.
1: Eh.
3: Uh, but I appreciate them for who they are.
2: Uh, Especially tall, tall, big old, lovely, adorable cinnamon roll Millie, who we get the typical classic anime introduction of. Oh, she's not just lovely, adorable, she also carries around the biggest gun. Yes.
3: <laughs> That's right, because we meet them in the bar.
2: Uh, yeah, the, the after strap. action, yeah.
3: The strap breaks.
2: Uh and she just casually knocks out a guy, <laughs> turning around with that thing, like it's nothing.
3: Wait, girls get captured, the guy saves them. Uh, it's a really super summation of the ending. <laughs> but we see Uh, that Vash is a marksman. He is worthy of that title. He does have a checkered past. And for first episode, I appreciate it because it introduces a character who you can tell is making amends.
1: Yeah. In its own
3: way, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, we really don't get much of it in this episode, but I think, like, the major thing in kind of the whole show is it is revolving around Vash and his conflict to, you know, cause as little harm as possible. And, and it really goes into that, but like, yeah, it, it's, that's just like that.
0: Things yeah. always go to shit around him. <laughs>
3: yeah. Yeah. I feel bad about that because I've seen posters of this. I, people who actually like Trigun but I've never they've never talked about it and I didn't ask outside of Insulting course the third gun which <laughs> that gets revealed. Uh,
2: well you haven't seen the third gun you've no. seen two of the guns
3: yeah, so in this episode you only see two of the guns but uh I wasn't expecting the humor element
1: yeah like, like uh so we did kind of breeze past the um the intro of this show, which, another banger. I, the I
2: feel... 90s rock guitar and drum mm-hmm. intro, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. like, uh, I, I feel like soon we'll need to start the sort of ranking of bangers of <laughs> anime openings. Um, it's like, okay, Tank from Cowboy Bebop and this song from Trigun. Oh, mm-hmm.
2: Okay, I, I will take ownership of keeping that list. <laughs> <laughs> And then right now, it's uh, bebop is better.
3: This one is better than aggregate or er, Yeah, go. Yep.
1: Didn't Cheerio. we watch one other already? Oh, there arcane. Our chain. Oh, yeah. Mm. Mm.
3: Uh, That's the magic oh, That was a magic On a positive note, <laughs> uh, having a bottom is a good thing.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, we're, we're, so let me. Also, put in the marker
3: because I know where your mind went. I'll
2: okay. Say, <clears> throat> Bob, throat> first, phrasing. Second, so okay. are you yeah. saying that uh, Arcane's intro is the bottom phrasing?
3: It is, it is not my particular take of uh, anime, so I don't feel it is higher ranking than ones that are more traditional.
2: So, as I have it, I have, starting from the bottom (laughs) up, (laughs) knock it off, children. (laughs) That's at me. Uh, Arcane, Agretzko, Trigun, Bebop. Correct?
0: Okay. All
2: right, I will get the titles added in later, but I just want to make sure I've got that on paper for now.
0: Speaking of Cowboy Bebop, I feel like, that's an interesting show to contrast this one to because they're both have that kind of western vibe to it yeah um but that and cowboy bebop you have it's in space and you're going like between planets and there's a lot of time just in the ships between planets and stuff whereas this one you're on a desert planet and the vibes are a little more fist of the north star
1: yeah like like when you're talking about drunko robotnik um which I lo- I love I love that. Uh <laughs> There's definitely an element there of just this big man larger than life. Like the 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 show has some weird swings between like it, it is very cowboy beboppy, and it's like okay, it's about bounty hunters and it's about laymen and just you know people doing their town to town thing. There's like a lot of just like downplayed realism to it and then the big man comes out with his boomerang and cuts the top off of the bar in one throw and it's just like oh okay so we're gonna be goofy about this too all right um and it's just this this fun mix of just like okay this isn't reality as we know it but it's it's enough different to be like over over the top and in a fun way but you still don't actually need to like um suspend your disbelief or learn too much about a new universe like other other than it's just like yeah it's different enough that we can have some fun with it but other than that you'll get it wild west
2: i I will also contribute that this vashk is part of the ever-growing uh list of one of my favorite tropes of the crouching moron hidden badass Because when we when we see him in this first scene, he, no, he, he's, I'm going to shoot my gun at you. Click, click, click. Oh, it's out of bullets. And wink, wink, nudge, nudge. How he didn't know it was out of bullets. He absolutely knows it was out of bullets. Um, and every, all of his little tactics, his, his moronicness, his moronic nature, buffoonery. Ooh, it was actually very strategic in how to try and dis, disarm and deal with his adversaries without with a nonviolent approach, which also i just to give away some early final thoughts, minus the fact he will actually kill if he push comes to shove with that big long coat all i 'm thinking is and the brooding nature he kind of also has boy i'm thinking two thousand and five to now doctor who <laughs> i don't I don't fight i don't kill but i 've got this tragic backstory
0: mm. Mm-hmm. Huh. And yeah, I've done okay. this
2: terrible thing, and so I'm I'm convinced at this point in in my notes by the end of this, I said I'm pretty sure Russell T Davies just watched this, <laughs> like the Wachowskis watched Ghosts in the
0: Shell, and notably, I think that the tone of the show, that like comedy over like a deeper, more serious, like foundation, is it, it mirrors his personality as well. Oh, because yes. like that's his deal.
2: Yeah, he, this guy clearly wants to live a peaceful, happy life, but circumstances unknown to the audience at this point, if you're just now seeing it, prevent that for one reason or another.
1: Can we get a show of hands of how many people here have wanted to wear and or own a Vash's coat? Don't yeah. judge me. Yeah.
3: no, I, I think I would, yeah.
1: Like, like that's the thing. Um the the very last shot of the opening and, like, everything about Vash, when he's not talking, let's go with that for now, yeah. um, like, he, he, like, was kind of a template for early aughts, like, anime badass, I think in a weird way. Mm-hmm. The aesthetic, yeah. And I, I was trying to determine if, um, I, he can't be the first, like, secret genius doofus protagonist in anime um you i mean
2: I, roshi well protag i'm sorry you said Protag.
1: yeah like he's 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 the obi. he's the idiot secret genius obi-wan thank you um yeah, you, you are correct uh but um like i know later it would be like Trinity Blood is the the big one I think of. Um I've heard of Captain Tyler. I think that was earlier at mm. least, but I yes, also don't it was. I'm really not familiar with it, but like I say that. <laughs> but um I'm trying to think like because of when this came out, um it was on TV. It was on Tsunami and no, Adult Swim, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, yes, yes. Yeah, Adult
1: yeah. Swim. Uh Captain <sighs> Tyler did come up. I like. I want to say, he may have like popularized the secret genius doofus character trope for the Western anime audience, at least.
2: I think he he is responsible for definitely, if not directly, very I'll, I'll chief among those responsible for two archetypes: the the crouching moron, uh, hidden badass, yes, but also the. I'm a loner wearing a big, big, you know, interestingly designed. Admittedly, because I've never seen a high collared jacket like that IRL. Yeah. Um, uh, but the the complicated leather coat, uh, and sunglasses optional motif, because both of those seem to really take off after when this aired. Was was what, what 1999? Ur- um, I know it had to be
1: 1999. Um, yeah, like. That coat and those glasses were the face that launched a thousand anime magazine centerfold posters. You know, not <laughs>
2: only that, thousand bland
0: anime protags. Yeah. belts, buckles, and boots.
1: But but um, Bob, to what you were saying earlier, like through osmosis, you hear, you learn about Vash, and like you get the posters, and you know about this sort of like badass loner aesthetics kind of thing. But like, yeah, when you get into the show, like. Especially, you know, early on in the series, uh, like we were looking at, he is a goofball. He's, like, a goofball and a womanizer, and, like, he's trying to do this I-don't-kill-moral-upstanding. And, like, yeah, it's the side of him that, like, I don't know if nobody...
3: not
2: what I was expecting.
1: Yeah, it's so weird compared to, like, the the way he has seeped into, like, a wider cultural memory.
2: And the marketing... Because let's be honest, all of what you've seen is part of the marketing. It is the best case of marketing and aesthetic, not what's actually present. Yeah. And I love it.
1: <laughs> it's a good aesthetic. I love it.
2: Well, it, it's one of those, like, I remember my introduction to Trigon was a friend of mine in the Catholic high school.
1: <laughs> okay, uh, okay.
2: I went to, Spoiler, I went to a Catholic high school for most of my high school career. Um,. Sitting next to me in my Western Civ class says, "Hey, he's like, what do you think of Trigun?" i like, "Oh, I'd, I'd love to watch it, but it's on, you know, late, and I don't always get to catch it, and it's, you know, it's just kind of a victim of circumstance thing." He says, oh, "I've got the whole DVD set, you know, back when those were like fifty, sixty
0: bucks." Mm-hmm.
2: Oh man, yeah. And he's like, "You want to borrow?" I'm like, "Hell
1: yeah, I do." Uh-huh. Give me that.
2: And I remember just like, not necessarily staying up late, but you know, it's nine o'clock. Okay. I'm going to just load up a you know a couple episodes and just keep watching this till I'm done throughout the week. And that's exactly what I did. And it's the aesthetic looking at all the, the, the covers of each individual box or each individual DVD case and the co- the overall box container for the, because I think it was a box set at the time, if I remember correctly. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm like, nothing on that. And, and until you get to the back, and you see maybe a couple stills, maybe one of those indicated, oh, there might be a little humor in this. But then you watch, and I'm like, oh, this is essentially DBZ, or not even DBZ, Dragon Ball esque style humor in the sense of there is clearly, yes, moments of seriousness when they have to happen. But your main character is not the most serious person in the world.
1: Yeah, and, and I, I was I was thinking about this a little bit, but like the style of humor is anime waka waka. Or, you know, at least when he's putting up his his front. Like, that's what he's going for. Like, Especially when you look at, like, the exaggerated animation style he gets in those moments. And I was noticing the sound effects. Like, you get sproings and clangs like it's a Warner Brothers cartoon. <laughs> um, and the
2: creator's cat.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that style of humor... Uh, th- this is more to my taste, but I actually think it sort of is a problem for the show. Like it, if that style of humor was taken out, I think this show could rank like right next to Cowboy Bebop. Cause everything else is like, I... it's sci-fi there's mystery. It's like dark, but like there are still funny things going on even in just like premise. Um, but then they're just like, Hey, waka waka. And then it blows it. Like it, it, it almost like ruins my immersion in those moments. I don't know.
3: I recommend you hold on to that thought because that will premiere in my final thought. Okay, cool,
1: cool.
2: Yeah, I've 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 got some things
1: to say. <laughs> well,
3: sorry, just one no, more. It's not bad. It's, it's really where you're heading is kind of where my thought process is going. Okay.
2: Yeah, I know that came off rather ominous. It's more of, I was trying to say, yeah, I've got some of the thoughts as well. They're not bad, but they're not what I expected.
1: Hmm. But okay, can we can we talk about uh, talk, still saying on like uh, premise humor? I love, especially in this first episode, that it's like we are kind of get the most like perspective we follow is of the two girls who are insurance adjusters.
2: Oh yeah, they are absolutely <laughs> the audience insert.
1: <laughs> but that is such a like like novel,
3: a uh, good one.
1: It's like a, a classic literature set in London thing to do. It's like Dracula or Jekyll and Hyde or something like that. It's just like, no, we're we're gonna see it through this like, like kind of like day to day business, crat something. It's just like, oh, you're just like a mundane businessman, and now you have to watch this wacky stuff happen. Like, I, I like that setup.
2: I like how you tied that into the Dracula because in my notes, I. Early on, when they're describing Vash, every, no one seems to know what Vash absolutely looks like. They've got these very generic descriptions, and my note in there is, Vash is just anime Paul Bunyan. Everyone mm-hmm. has heard cool. the legend. He is this bigger, no pun intended with, to, to the Paul Bunyan metaphor, than life character. Or, and I said, Bill, uh, Paul Bunyan meets kind of like um, Billy the Kid. It's He is this gunslinger. Everyone quote-unquote, knows what he looks like, because I put that in multiple times. Everyone knows what Vash looks like, in quotes. Because, and anyway, as long as someone needs, like, kind of a minor bit of that description, that's Vash's stampede. And it's like, is it, though? And that's one of the things for the Western-esque setting it has that I loved. It's very true. Well, unless you had, like, a wanted poster that moderately des- depicted what the person actually looked like, what do, what do they look like? Well, they have a mustache. Well, everyone with a mustache must be Vash the Stampede. No, no, everyone with a mohawk is. And I loved that for storytelling. Because it made it very interesting how Vash could get about. Whereas yeah. in, like, a Bebop setting, you can have a picture of what Spike and Jet look like. You're not getting past someone.
1: Um, It wasn't one of the episodes we watched for Bebop, but they basically have that exact episode for... um. The oh, radical yeah. Edward intro.
2: Oh, that one! Yeah.
1: Oh, wow! Yeah, I forgot. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. So it, oh, the the amount of parallels between this and and Bebop, or it just like I, I don't I don't know. Like I've always thought of this show really highly. Like, even the the dub. Like I also watched the dub because this is. If you ask me, like, like yeah. It, if if you ask if you ask me like what is an early example of like a good dub, this is one of the first ones I think of. Um, yeah. Which I don't even know if that's fair, but just, like, I don't know. There's so many parallels to, like, a Cowboy Bebop level. I think it's like, mm, this is below Bebop, but it's up there.
2: You know, with the parallel you're drawing between the two, there, that that is a conversation I want to have. But for another show that we will very soon be getting to.
1: Okay. I okay. I want to
2: say I want to save that because there's there's information here I am holding back from Bob that <laughs> is not really overall relevant to the story of Trigon, but it, or Bebop, But it's one of those when you see it, it's like aha kind of moment, or wow that's really interesting kind of moment. And I'm like I want to hang on to this. I want to wait for that moment.
1: Yeah. I I know you
2: two know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Oh, I can't wait. I think think you'll actually really enjoy it. It's really good.
0: Okay, so that was... uh, We summarized episode one. Do we have anything else specific about episode one we want to discuss?
2: Okay. I have a negative.
0: Period.
2: I... Rewatching the first episode? Well, it is... A, f- a perfectly fine and serviceable first episode for shows like it of its era, it felt very cookie cutter hmm. in the sense of, ah, hijinks shoe, Ah, hijinks ensue. It's like, you could always tell where the hijink was and kind of got an idea of how it was going to turn around. And at least, at least I did. And it, to be fair, that could also be, I have seen this before. So I had foreknowledge, but I did try to watch it and just watch it from the perspective. Of, I'm watching this for the first time. And I think if I watched this now, as opposed to when I was younger, I wouldn't have liked it because of the first episode. And I say that because in the time we've had to watch this and come back and record, I have sat and thought about it. And I, rem- and I try to remember my thoughts on the first episode when I first saw it. And I didn't really like the first episode then either. Hmm mostly because I was more confused, like, why is everyone Vash? Does anyone know who Vash is? As an adult. Ha, that's the point. Yeah.
3: <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's teenage
2: me is not smart. Um, <laughs> but I watch it now, I'm like, now it's mostly like, uh, I don't know. Part of me felt like I, I could see kind of, again, it, even in the, mid, uh, the Wild West, you had hand-drawn semi-accurate uh, wanted posters.
3: What I, would you have done differently?
2: I, I would have at least maybe had when uh, Loose Ruth, no Judge Ruth, mm-hmm. um, had had actually had the wanted poster for Vash. Because it seems like that would make sense. Or because you, we see him very early on getting the after action report of what happened at the bar from the local lawman. It seems like someone would have that. Now, I also get that Flash does create a lot of destruction where he goes. But you're telling me every every single place, there's no survivors. As we see, there are survivors.
0: Well, well, Some since three years old. A big event, like a big disaster or something like that, not everyone's going to have seen who caused it.
2: True, true. And, and I, Then uh, I go back to, then, how are they blaming it on Vash? I, there's that part of my mind. It's like, this so event happened, yeah. Me. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm like, who who, who knows this is Vash? I mean, it's spoiler, it's you so- watch the show, you get how this yeah. happens. Yeah,
0: <laughs> but, like, it's the, the stories you have around, going around from person to person to person, where, like, you're yeah. asking about an event that happened. It's like, oh, what happened? You know, what was going on? Yeah, the,
1: um... um Sorry, go on.
0: Um, and, like, even in the case of the wanted posters and stuff, like, when you have people who may have heard one thing or another and you're just kind of putting that together, you and, don't necessarily get the full picture.
2: And to be fair, I can accept that. I would still expect to see some kind of wanted poster. Each of these characters comes in, even the insurance agent have nothing at all other than just the vaguest description, not even, like, a composite sketch made from even the collective gestalt. Because I figured you'd have to have at least something.
3: They have red coat, (laughs) which is accurate. Which sounds silly, but it's accurate in the...
2: Different yeah different there's a logic part out. of my brain is like but what if you change the code obviously the art director is not going to do that
0: <laughs> I mean that's exactly how it happened in the you know the old west as well like you just yeah. kind of get the descriptions and you work with it yeah. I feel like in this case I had a mustache too, yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like in this case too like it we're introduced to the legend of Vesh the stampede before you're introduced to the person so it kind of works in that favor
2: and to, to that extent, like, yeah, can I can I handwave that specific part of it? Sure, but just the the excessive hijinks, kind. And again, this kind of plays to next point. I feel like the humor doesn't always help it. Mm. The, the gag antics don't always help it. And I feel like it, there were so many front loaded in that episode.
1: Yeah, that
2: from and, and like if this could be just also a victim of age at the time. Uh, and just having seen other things that have worked and done similar storytelling I don't want to use the word better but differently to, more appealingly to me than others sure. I'm wondering if that's what it is I'm not saying this is bad for the sake of being bad it's just like I just didn't care for ha- the the ratio mixture of comedy to pseudo melodrama
0: mm-hmm. I think that's also like a cultural difference too True
1: this This is actually something that um and yeah we'll talk about it again uh re brotherhood but uh shows that are based on manga there's a the the thing about manga and especially like comedy in in manga is that manga you're reading at your own pace you read as fast as the um you read as fast as you can read as you linger on the pictures you want to take in on. There's, you know, i I do comics and stuff. So I know that like you can do some things with like the size of the panel on the page kind of controls quote unquote, how long you're looking at it or, or like how much time it represents. Um, mm. And one of the things in going from uh, manga to anime is because you only have the one square to put everything in all of the timing changes. And so the timing of comedy just changes completely and i think it's something that like in a comic all that waka waka is a page it's like a side doodle it is something that is more in passing whereas to keep that in and and put it on the screen you it ends up getting more focus than it would have had in a comic. And I think this might be a case of that where we're in the transition, like in trying to be faithful to the comic, you take this aspect that gets blown up bigger than it was supposed to be and stands out in, in that sort of like unfitting kind of a way. And I think you're, you're right. I think that's me. really what it is. Okay, I oh. win. I get it. You win. Congrats. <laughs>
3: uh, moving on, I believe. Yeah. Joe?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
3: All right. Uh, we go on to a little bit of a jump to season one, episode nine, "Murder Machine." Uh, Murder this machine. one. This one I actually appreciated a lot uh, because it takes Vash and puts him. And obviously, I've only seen three episodes, but of the three, this for me made him the most human. And probably the smartest of the three episodes. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, They're going across the desert in a bus, as, you know, one does around this time of the year. And uh, they come across this guy who is dying of thirst. Of course, they give all of Ash's water to, to make him feel better. (laughs) And we are introduced to him. Um, I forget his name.
1: Nicholas, Nicholas D. Dean Wolfwood. Wolfwood.
3: <laughs> That's right. That's right. But I feel bad because he's actually a really interesting character.
1: Yeah, my Is boy. A priest?
3: And we know he's a priest because he's carrying a cross with him in the desert, which was way too allegorical. Uh, we'll 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 get to that in the notes. <laughs> uh, oh, trust me, I did my research on him. All right, good, <laughs> good man. So. We got, uh, Wolfwood here and Wolfwood and Vash's interactions are stilted at the beginning because I don't think Vash entirely trusts him, mm-hmm. uh, especially with the introduction of 7,500 different names.
0: Yeah. Uh,
3: but then Vash observes Wolfwood, you know, being nice, giving his food to children, uh, And they have a touching moment to the point where they're sitting next to each other and laughing on the bus with the girls just staring. Eventually, the bus stops. Uh, There's a guy who's injured. It looks like he got hurt on the arm, which Vash realizes is it from a human. Uh, Brin get kidnapped. And we find out they're kidnapped by robots. Uh that's one does in the middle of the desert. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vash and Wolfwood go off. to stop the stop the robots and save the child, because Wolfwood's a good guy. Uh, I feel bad when I do this, because I'm skipping over so many parts that are funny, like uh, the Wolfwood wanting Vash to go into a confessional... That he keeps portable.
1: It's portable confessional. Just a tiny, like, birdhouse-sized church he just slams <laughs> on people's heads.
2: I actually put in my notes, uh, the one thing Christianity still hasn't invented yet.
1: Oh
3: my god. So, they fight robots with uh, Wolfwood getting Ash's gun because it's given to him and Vash uh, doing his thing, and Wolfwood ends up being pretty good with a gun. Yeah. Uh, for being clergy. Uh,
2: a man who said he's never fired a gun before has uh-huh. pretty good precision uh, suppressing fire.
3: Yeah. Uh, but eventually they get all of the robots destroyed to the best of their ability. Uh, they save the kid, bring him back, and that's really as much
2: as I remember of that episode. Yeah, Well, there was the end of him shutting them down.
1: Yeah, Bash, like, going into control room, and I I, I love this. Like, talking to this, it's just like, yeah, we're in an alien spaceship. And then he goes in and talks to, like, the main control panel. Uh, I, I said, like, as though it were an old friend or the uh-huh. ghost of an old friend, perhaps. Like that is the tone of voice that he uses when talking to it to shut it down and stop the robots.
2: My notes um, continue my Doctor Who analysis of this okay. because, again, I, I'm I'm flashing back to the 2005 se- uh, season one, series one, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Christopher Eccleston, he's he's in there and he's traveling around, and boy, does he know a lot of these things. And it's inexplicable why he knows a lot of these things to you know any new audience members or the people in the cast that aren't supposed to know why. And it's almost like he has hidden knowledge that he shouldn't if he was naturally part of this world and not for someone else. Uh
3: Is it ever explained with Vash?
2: Yes. The building Okay. Oh, yes,
1: yes. That that is, like, the... Uh, uh,
0: Another clue in this episode is earlier when he first sees the robots, he's like, why are they still active? They should be powered down by now. Right. Long past their expiration
1: is, I think, the specific thing he says, which is, like, very specific language to be used Do you
0: remember what he called them?
1: No.
2: He called them immortals. Really? Yeah. Maybe I misheard it, but I was watching it, and I rewound it, and it still sounded like immortals, but, uh... And I'm like, okay, so, first off, he knows what they are. He, he recognizes the weapon damage to a human. Mm-hmm. So he And he knows them, not only what they are, but they are by name. And he knows that something called Immortals should have an expiration date. Hee-hee-hee. <laughs> um, <laughs> and not only that, when he gets there, to, again, addressing it like the old friend, he's the one that comes to face him, where he gets the mysterious second gun. And we don't see the second gun, but we know it exists. Um... And it's very close to the third gun, Bob. I know Um, this
3: is the episode that introduces L third gun.
2: Well, no. This episode introduces L second gun. gun. Third gun you haven't seen yet. Okay. Um, but like I said, they're very close. Very physically close together.
0: Um, It's his dick.
2: (laughs) That's why the (laughs) D in Wolfwood's important. (laughs) Um... But he talks to the bot before dealing with it, and he, he's just like there's no one left to defend like he he clearly is far more aware than anyone else, and I said any other person with a reasonable lifespan <clears throat> should mm-hmm. be aware of these any any reasonably intelligent person of this era or this civilization should be because he knows things beyond that clearly
0: yeah. L- and, like like yeah, so for the followers, like the setting of this world is that it's this huge desert planet and there are sporadic like communities across it that are kind of clustered around these like old technology
2: that, that looks like light bulbs.
0: Yeah, they look like giant light bulbs. But there's like a lot of like debris and it looks like, you know, craft spaceships and stuff like that um that they kind of have built around, but their technology level is a lot further behind that level.
2: It's essentially You take the World West setting and then intersperse into it ancient technology just out of the ground. It's almost like old Russia in Destiny 1. Yeah, (laughs) There's just all these things that are there from a bygone era. We don't know how they work, but they're there.
0: Hmm. So the other thing is, um, I watched of the three episodes, I watched this one in Japanese just because I was curious about the, the voice acting comparisons. Um, and he doesn't call him immortals he just says that this wound was made by something not mortal
1: hmm
2: that's probably a translation thing then.
0: yeah no I just thought it was an interesting yeah.
2: no that is and like, I, I kind of love that I th- normally I'll put the uh, subtitle English subtitles on to look for those kind of differences or see mm-hmm. where dialogue might be different for whatever reason it didn't strike me to do that this time but, yeah, and, and that explains why they're quote unquote immortals, I'm like,
0: okay. yeah, I think it just means like not the, the machine. they're machine like right. just- yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, and I agree with you hundred percent, I just think it was an like, interesting choice, uh dub yeah. cast okay but yeah and, but yeah, getting to the point of it is like there's he he clearly is far more aware than experts, which we will see later' mm-hmm. on this on technically earlier, um. Don't worry I about would also, it. Yeah, don't worry about it. Um, I will say, though, to your point, Bob, I would say this is not necessarily... Yes, but no. I, I agree with your assessment of, yeah, this is the smartest we see him as. but there's also kind of the realization if you're watching these all in order or even out of order. This is the moment we really get that firmest confirmation that he's always been this smart and we're just realizing the extent of it further and further. And yeah it's kind of like when for me at least when like I have those moments in shows or uh movies or books, it's like, oh, this character really is not only the uh moron and hidden badass, he's also far more just knowledgeable than anyone realized, like oh, yeah, he's clearly intelligent like no, no, he's playing five d chess, the rest of us are still on checkers
1: yeah it's it's this incredible thing where like each episode we watch. Introduces a new layer of he is not who he says he is.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: How many layers are you on, my dude?
2: How many layers of ancient aliens are you on, my dude?
1: <laughs> Earth.
2: I I did really
3: like him in this episode. Yeah,
2: I like the way we address Wolfwood's character in this episode. Is his the there is the comparison by Millie. That or not million by Merle, you two are exactly the same, really. That's why you two don't like each other. Uh, but we see, we see that kind of confirmed. Wolfwood has three little meal meal bars that remind me of like old Hershey Nuggets.
0: Mm-hmm. I around, like,
2: the holidays.
1: So me being a big Metal Gear Solid and specifically Metal Gear Solid Three, I think those are very specifically supposed to be calorie mate bars, which are a like. Food rationing kind of product, oh, so I'm sure you are i'm sure you're right but but so in in retrospect, that is like um something you would actually see in like emergency ration and like lifeboat supplies on like a big ship
2: oh I, I agree, and i I fully acknowledge that's what they are more more like not just the visual of the yellow wrapper and something about that size just makes me think of. Well, those look like Hershey Nuggets. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's where my mind went immediately. Uh, yep. I'm a child. Right. Yellow
1: would be Mr. Goodbar, right?
2: Yeah, Yes, you're, you are correct. <laughs> the Mr. Goodbars. That's why they're good. And that's why he gives them out to the children. But that's just it. He takes these ration bars, which also considering anyone that's, you know, fully aware of how the series goes and what the, the, the secret behind the science technology in the desert is, makes sense that there's emergency ration bars.
1: Yeah. Somehow. That,
2: that that is a technology that exists here.
1: It's an it's a like an interesting piece of like foreshadowing of the mm-hmm. some of the later reveals.
2: Yeah, it's a lovely anachronism that shouldn't be there but clearly is.
1: Yeah. And, and accepted and by sense. the people in it. Like the people mm-hmm. understand, like, oh yeah, it makes sense you would have some of these.
2: Yeah. Old West and, you know, concentrated meal calorie bars. These are the things that belong together in this reality. Uh-huh. What do you mean that's not how things started elsewhere. Hmm, that's weird. Um, but he's, he gives them out to essentially hungry, not necessarily starving, but maybe definitely hungry children. He gives them out to them and, and just because he's a kind soul. Mm. And that's, you know, hands down from everything we've seen in Vash, that's the exact same thing he'd do. Mm. So they are cut of the same cloth. So when you see him carrying around his literal, actual cross to bear, Uh You know, I wonder what's in there, Wolfwood.
1: Yeah, because they they definitely have the the same thing of like, you are not who you say you are. It's like, all right, you're a priest. Oh, I've never used a gun before. You are too good of a shot. You are just lying to us. Why? What are you hiding? Who am you?
2: (laughs) How'd you William tell that apple there with that gun? Mm -hmm. I don't know what you're talking about. Luck beginner's luck. You did it five times. Beginner's luck.
1: Uh-huh. The grace of God. Beginner's luck. Mm-hmm.
2: But yeah, it's it's clearly introducing one time character Nicholas D. Wolfwood will never see him again. <laughs> Ever.
1: Actually, the, the the thing that I like most about the relationship between uh Wolfwood and Bash is is like because they are so the same, um, to 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 whatever extent. V- Wolfwood gets the absolute soul read on Vash because yeah. it's when he comes back from giving the kids the calorie bars. Vash is like smiling earnestly in a way that we have not seen, and there's even like a change in his tone of voice where it's just like you are being earnest for the first time. Uh, that we've seen you like on this show, and Wolfwood just calls him out, just like, You're not who you say you are. I recognize that, and I can kind of respect that because you know same, but we're both agreeing we're just gonna play that we are what we say, and there's like this weird mutual, like respect of people with, like, dark backstories that they're trying not to reveal. And, but just, like, we get this moment of, it's just Wolfwood, and it's just Vash, and he's just, like, uh, he just cuts through Vash's bullshit. It's, like, and it is it is kind of interesting, because it's, like, the least Waka Waka moment Vash has, and Wolfwood is there to see it and just be, like, this is the real you. And I, I just, I really love that moment just for, like, their relationship, but also for, like, what it's it sort of, like, Saying about Vash because it's just like, okay, if you don't like this goofball that he usually is, like, yes, he's hiding something else, and yes, this show is willing to be like, yeah, we're going to cut through it at moments, and the person who's behind it is somebody who you're going to, you know, like more if you don't like this goofball.
2: It really is the anime Spider Man meme at this point with
0: some. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Yeah, it was a good introduction for the fourth wheel of the car of characters, of main characters that will be here. Yeah. And and it was a good way to introduce a character who has just enough of a design. You get the feeling, yeah, we'll probably see him again, but not enough to necessarily guarantee you're going to see him in the next episode.
1: Yeah. <laughs> also... is this the time where we sort of introduce the idea of, like, sometimes anime likes to use Catholic symbolism?
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. I
2: think uh, we can lightly talk about it, but there's one we really want to save that for later. And I know exactly which one I'm referring to. I know you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's just kind of like a reverse weeb thing where, like, they're really into the iconography of the West and, like, using it in things without any of the, like, weight behind it. They
3: like kind of cowboy hats and the Catholic Church.
0: Yeah.
2: I like to imagine that whichever manga artist or anime studios did it first, just said, Yo, have you checked this out? They believe some guy died and came back three days later. <laughs> what is that about?
1: Well, it's 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 the like the equivalent of getting the kanji that you don't actually know what it means, but it's like, yo, it's kanji. That means it's like,
0: yeah, it's
1: oriental. That's cool. It's like, oh, okay, all right, dude. Yeah,
2: It means honorable. It says trash fire.
1: Uh huh. Uh-huh. I I might get a tattoo of a kanji that says trash fire.
2: You know, I could be talked into it at this point, yeah. <laughs> and it wouldn't take much effort. Yeah, like, yeah, okay. Uh-huh. I dare you like how how many whiskey am I on one and a half yo I'm down
0: mm-hmm. alright so that was a murder machine
3: and it was very murderous and machiney.
0: yes and then the last episode we watched was episode 6 lost July
3: I thought that this was the most unique of the three uh, we're introduced to a town that is greeting Vash in its own way. Like, he knows the people there almost, and they know him.
1: Yeah, it, it uh, is very directly after the events of the previous episode that we did not see, but, like, I, I double-checked ahead of time, and I'm like, uh eh, nah, you get enough context clues, it's fine. So the
3: town is running around, there's even little kids shooting suction cups. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's cute. Uh... And the town is going to be building this plant. Uh,
0: Restoring, specifically. Oh,
3: thank you. Restoring. And, uh, they bring in this chief engineer who, thankfully, everyone in town tells us that she's pretty because maybe I wouldn't have understood. Mm -hmm. And what did she she roll in on?
2: She she rolled in on a Jawa sand crawler.
3: And literally everyone's like, Oh, she's so pretty. She's so beautiful. And I'm like, because she has the biggest boobs, I'm very confused. Uh, that being said, uh, one thing I did not get in this episode, and I'm going to need you guys to explain it to me. Is there something about dogs that I do not understand?
2: I need context.
3: Uh, the um, guy driving up to the girl saying, I'll be your puppy.
0: That's a kink thing.
2: Yeah, Bob, have you not heard of sub?
0: Well, I, I, I
3: have, but then Vash being this chick's dog
2: or yeah, puppy Yeah, I mean. Dom, or her sub, excuse me. She is his dog. <laughs> and he's into it. It's,
0: it's I mean, an
3: it's, in, interesting it, take.
0: Yeah, it's kind of that and it's just kind of like expanding on the premise of like following her around like a puppy dog. Um, yeah.
3: But that's how she treats him and it's just, uh.
0: Yeah.
2: She anyway. Dob, she treats him poorly. I'm sure common. that has no relevance.
3: <laughs> 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 a Fair point. Uh, We start having issues with the power plant, and we find out, well, prior that uh, the lady, big boobs or whatever her name is, uh, is actually, (laughs) thank you, she is the chief engineer. She doesn't get a cool visor over her eyes, and she is trying to control one of the reactors that had turned on. And Vash goes to figure out what's going on, runs in there, and I believe this is a moment where he gets sailed upon by a guy with a love for blades. <laughs> oh,
1: well, yeah, this
0: yeah the previous time. yeah, the previous night in the hotel, um, he was also put upon by yeah. this dude.
1: Yeah, this this is an episode where like
0: He constantly like, is getting attacked.
1: Yeah. But but also like like it moves really quick like not a lot really happened but there are a couple of things that we linger on that that really mm. are, are the ones that and land.
3: It, and Vash actually does a lot of good action and shows also his pacifism because he doesn't outright kill people. Yeah, but the people trying to kill him.
0: Yeah, uh, he looked for ways to like disarm people and like. that poor guy.
3: Him. Yeah, dude, dude, on his back.
1: There's a really good moment where he is holding Elizabeth and dodging bullets, and it's just, it. If it weren't for the bullet, or dodging, they're dodging the blades. If it wasn't for the blades, it would just look like they were doing a tango, like a very elaborate yeah. one. Uh,
3: after he oh subdues blade guy, Elizabeth is revealed to be da da the actual evil. <laughs> uh. The thing is, she does have valid reasons.
1: Yeah.
3: She explains that she had lived in this town back before.
2: Uh, Can I interject on your statement of valid reasons?
0: (laughs) Now, I could... Explain the reasons first.
2: Okay, yes. Please explain the reasons. I have some concerns.
3: Okay, Elizabeth states, so I'll preface it with that, she had been in this town that Vash had come to, That's and July. Uh, uh, destroyed the town, killed most of the people, not all of them, but most of the people, for his, you know, cyclonic waves of destruction, and the people who survived, including her parents died through starvation. Though she survived. And so she's taking her revenge out on him. Okay. I know. Uh, super basic.
2: No, no, mm-hmm. no, no, that's fine. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, Vash Stampede, the Stampede, did cast Cyclonic Rift at Overload and sent all the creatures out of the city and destroyed it. And then Chaos reigned, Supposedly. Supposedly. I'll now, thank you.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I can accept her wanting revenge on him. If she wasn't three years old when this happened.
3: hmm That's a very was, traumatic experience.
2: That's a very traumatic experience that you remembered at three years old that clearly. At, I do know. at three years old. I'm, that's
0: why I think some of her memories of it may be a little miffed, like the right. the strong emotional moments and imagery may have stuck around and kind of the feeling of it, but not the specifics.
2: And I, I, I get, I get being the sole sole survivor at three. There are many things and I get, yes, because of her memory, which I understand they, they kind of address this to a degree, but I, I would think, and I stress, I would think, because I
1: don't,
2: I don't believe I've had any traumatic experiences from three years old. Who knows? But if I had that, I would like to think I would may understandably, definitely be hostile to the person I held responsible for that. But I would rather, instead of putting them inside – or instead of pulling essentially uh, intentional Chernobyl, I would like to to at least corner them in the situation where they had to answer my questions without the threat of Chernobyl. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Because that's essentially
2: what she did, is I'm going to pull a Chernobyl, because I'm going to constantly say that, because yeah. that's what I thought of during all of this, just, just to get plant. the guy that I think did this.
0: Yeah.
3: Now, if someone, even at the age of three, killed your parents, who that would mean you didn't have any connection to your parents. But growing up with people constantly telling you, oh, look, there's poor Chuck. Remember that guy who killed his parents throughout your oh. entire life? I don't think yeah. that would have
0: built some sort of... Not to mention an entire sure. disaster in the city.
2: I'm not saying there wouldn't be animosity. I've I made it very clear. I would, there would definitely be animosity. But I would want... Essentially, I would want to throw him in an interrogation room and
0: get answers. He doesn't have any questions, though.
2: And I guess... I guess to me, that... And I get for the sake of the story. Yeah. That makes sense. In, in the narrative they're trying to s- install because everyone hates Vash the Stampede and maybe it's just me. But it's one of those, I would still say like, I, I need to know why you did this. Why did you just come into town and wreck shop? What, what made you do that? That seems like something someone in that position would want to know. Again, That's I haven't been way. in a trauma like that. I don't know people, to my knowledge, that have been in a trauma like that so I can't say that a hundred percent, but it feels like there's that missing middle, or I don't want to say middle ground, but that missing desire
0: for closure and understanding there.
1: Was it, I
0: think, go
1: ahead. Uh, just like, was becoming a chief engineer and, you know, actually learning as much of the technology, the forgotten technology, as she knows, was that part of her grand revenge plan? Like,
2: And yeah, that's just like, I'm going to do this because this very specific situation is going to happen. Like, is it? Or maybe you just get rich and then hire an assassin, which would also be a more logical jump in this scenario.
0: I think in this case, I think what happened is that because she was so young and because the trauma probably manifested more emotionally than anything, that all of it kind of crystallizes, crystallizes into anger which urges to action so she wants to kill him as like that's her goal and I think also probably wanting to learn about all the technology and kind of develop a mastery over it to some extent um, is kind of a coping mechanism for dealing with it I guess that's my very but, unprofessional opinion And so anyways, am,
3: um,
2: um, go ahead Bob I'm sorry
3: Going to say, I feel very bad for putting in this way. I think we may be over analyzing. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's merely a case of they needed someone to fill the role of. I wouldn't say villain antagonist. Of the lead, but yeah,
0: Ooh. and I get that. It's just and also it, 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 it broke the suspension for me. Antagonist specifically in the sense of him facing his past too. Like,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, she, she represents. Uh, a repercussion of you know something he he was involved in one of his which, which you know admittedly one of his own like a thing he is ashamed of a, a thing that he one of his regrets I guess um, but um, guilt
0: out the wazoo
1: yeah guilt uh, yeah it, I agree with the the way that you're putting a lot of things and it's funny because. This must be, you know, what I sounded like when we were talking about Powder in Arcane. <laughs> I feel Oh, like. no.
2: We swapped roles. Yeah.
1: But, like... I, and, honestly, I couldn't tell you why it, like, works for me here and didn't I, th- I think because, like, the, the thing that works for me is, like, where, like, Powder just went completely joker Like, she... Uh, Elizabeth here has, like, a, um... Like... <laughs>
2: She's almost evil Batman.
1: I I was about to say she has, like, a more measured response, but no, she's going to do a Chernobyl to kill one guy. Like, okay, no, it's not really...
0: After, after like, 30 years.
1: Yeah, like... Yeah.
2: No, I will say, I I will throw this out there.
0: hmm,
2: the, Hmm. the The one plus side I do have to say about the... I was three when this happened. Okay. Not only was she three when this happened, when we see her memories and we see what we assume is Vash he looks exactly the same then as he did now. Boy, isn't that an interesting little subtle visual storytelling element. Uh-huh. It's not just, he looked very similar and then got older. He looked the same.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's the
2: one point of credit I felt like was served by all of that.
0: Yeah. The, I, the,
1: yeah, I don't know why this bothered me, so I don't know how to, or why this didn't bother me, so I don't know how to how to offer anything. Um, no, I'll I remember
2: I the saying. Joker, Joker powder as but <laughs> she's old enough. This would make sense. She ordered. Would...
1: <laughs> so, so I, I think it's kind of the opposite thing. I think she was, you know, kind of like Joe was saying, like she was so young that, like, she did not like her only reaction to it was one of like anger and revenge and because that feeling forms so like 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 primordially at such a young age like
0: yeah she doesn't have the mental capacity to process any of it
1: but but like that urge did not mature along with her otherwise like it is still mm-hmm. a childish want for like immediacy and revenge but she had enough time to mature in her technique about it that's that's kind of the only thing i can think about but i'll I'll give it to you like like there's definitely a way that it doesn't make sense i have a question. Okay.
0: Did she know when she took this job that Vash would be there?
1: I can't believe that. Because
0: yes. I think she just showed up and then met him and was like, oh, this is my chance. Yeah.
2: Because yeah. yeah. the sand crawler, with all of its Jawas, rolls <laughs> into town. She disembarks with with her, or, or with someone that sure looked like a bodyguard. And then all of a sudden, uh, uh, oh, Vash is here? I'm like, you can't tell me she became an engineer to wait for this, t- this specific incident to happen.
1: I think there's some element. Like, I think she was always going to come to this town to work on the plant, But there was probably, like, uh, again, the show really revolves around, like, the speed at which... Um, news travels like like the very opening of this episode takes place in another town where they are talking about like yeah we just got it over the wire this contract that you're putting up on the wall actually has already been filled and you know talking about the events of the previous episode so i think there is an element of like she probably did not know he was going to be here this was not some you know grand scheme but it could be that like oh she heard rumors that this town that she's going to anyway he currently is in so maybe had time on the the it's not a steamroller. Steam tra- crawler? The the steamship.
2: The sand steamer. The
1: steamer, yeah. She, had, she probably had time on the steamer to maybe arrange for the assassin to meet her there and then do some of this other stuff. Um,
2: I would say that just, I, I don't know, this of all three episodes, this is the one that a lot of my suspension of disbelief was just fell apart.
0: Yeah,
2: on a lot of things like this is off a lot of narrative convenience.
0: Also, Chernobyling was kind of her last ditch effort after trying to murder him. Normally, she, yeah, she
1: did hire the assassin first. Okay, <laughs> counterpoint:
2: <laughs> if I if I want to go out for a burger and the restaurant is full, my next option is not to Chernobyl the area. Because I can't get a burger, maybe I go out for a taco instead, or go to the store and buy something else. There were, what there have was you like, been
0: thinking about that burger since you were three years old?
2: Then I've got some severe
0: <laughs> issues.
1: <'cause> I,
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, she does. Here's the thing, she does.
2: I mean, okay, to be fair, but I've also had years in between then to, as well as a parent, judging by her finery, money to just get a burger between then and now.
0: Oh yeah, being an engineer in this world is like the big box. Uh, yeah, because everybody relies on this weird technology so that nobody couldn't knows. Couldn't you have
2: just, couldn't you have just hire assassins to just go and find, go and find a Vash?
1: Oh no, you you gotta, you gotta you gotta
2: make it personal.
1: Yeah, you gotta watch him go. Okay. Um. Squeak the okay.
2: idea then. Catcher me a Vash, and I want <laughs> to kill him. I'll kill the Batman. <laughs>
1: Maybe she's the one who put the 60000000000 billion double-dollar bounty on his head.
2: You know, I don't think that actually ever does get addressed beyond, like, who put... You know, yeah. Other than it's, like, it's related to X event. Yeah, I don't think we ever know who okay. formally made that bounty.
1: Okay, so tell me this. Did this suspension of disbelief ruin the impact of the later scene where they are standing in the crowd and having their own little <laughs> bubble moment? Because, honestly, like... like That moment made me tear up when I was watching it. I'm just like, that landed so hard for me.
2: Okay. So, here's my answer. Okay. Yes and no. Okay. No, because it's, it's again, this is absolutely a Doctor Who thing. Just, you know, know, the, the, I have been attacked and accosted and tried to be hurt by you, but I forgive you. Mm. And I'm sorry. And... Again, I Russell T. Davies, I've got your number. You absolutely <laughs> watched this show and just curved a character off of this. That said, it kind of did ruin it because then at, there's that key critical moment at the end of the episode, because I'm sorry, Bob, we're not skipping over the rest of your summation. <laughs> and we're cutting <laughs> to the end here. He says, I don't remember if he exactly said I'm sorry before I said, I don't even remember have no memories before that except of my early childhood and just being there in the aftermath. And I'm like, okay, that's very interesting. However, then she comes in with and I'm, I'm sure I'm not getting the exact phrasing right, but the implication is, oh, maybe it wasn't him. And and that that was the moment with everything else before it. I'm like to give you an idea of my mindset. To this point, I'm like, okay, okay, she was three, she was three, I get it. I, I mean, I don't necessarily agree with all of it, but uh, fine, anime. But as maybe it wasn't him after all. I'm just You could audibly hear the snap in my mind of like, that, if he, okay, now if it, only this moment you are accepting the fact that maybe it not him, that means at any other point there had to be at least a shadow of a doubt in your mind to entertain this. Hmm. And that's why I say, like, I I'm not sold on it. it went, uh, until that, I'm like, okay, I can just accept it. But now, now is the moment. Of, oh, but what if, like, uh, that? So yes and no. It was a beautiful scene. It that that in of itself was not robbed. That was a beautiful moment. Because to a degree, outside of being the three-year-old thing, when this happened those kind of scenes I am completely sold on and in love with because we've all been in the one moment or another where we have acted poorly on maybe misremembering something, mishearing something and just acting rash. Hmm. But let's, it was 30 years ago. So she's 33 in 30 years at 33 years old, even with a shadow of a doubt. No, it's always fashioning. Like, this tells me at some point you had to have this inkling in your mind in order to just go like that.
1: Well, I I guess there's also the element, too, of, like, I, I didn't read it that, like, she had hatred from that moment. Because, like, we see the flashback, and, you know, she reacts how a three-year-old would of just, like, sad and scared. Right. Like, and, and like, try, trying to put together the timeline of what happens there. It's like, okay, like, her parents, like, there's chaos. Her parents die. She runs into Vash. uh I think what happens is, like, Vash sort of, like, keeps her safe until he can drop her with somebody who will like be able to better foster her because he's you know danger or whatever Um, and then like I imagine everything else is like She's hearing like like she's kind of putting everything together through the rumors and the hearsay in the story too. So it's just like, oh, did you hear about the town? It was destroyed by Vash. He's the man in the the red coat and and the and the blonde hair. And then you get there and you hear you have Millie and and Meryl pointing out, watch out! This here's Vash's stampede. And it's just like, oh, good, you're here. Like, but but so it's the same thing. Like you know, kind of more like a powder situation where it's just like it was probably like during some of those years where she was like putting together, like, why is my life so hard? And through rumors and like, just piece together information for her too, building up this, like, Oh, if it wasn't for Vash, my life, you know, wouldn't have been ruined. I wouldn't have been sad. It's just, like, there, there is one of those. So it's like, she does have like a, a, like the, yeah, the, the emotional seat of it is very strong and very like primal, but the actual, her logic of, you know, oh, I'm gonna kill this guy no matter what, even though I barely know anything about him. Is just like, okay, yeah, that's that is something you know, uh, a middle schooler says when they're upset, you know. And I, I, I maybe that's what I read it as, and that's why I can buy it. I don't know.
2: Maybe. I guess I, I'm just for me, I'm, I'm, I'll be the first to say, intelligent people make a lot of stupid choices at times. Yeah, but especially
1: when you're upset.
2: Yeah, <laughs> Emotions, suck. yeah. But, yeah. I, but for the, as long as it's been, I still feel like as intelligent you, as you're at, you are, you can't tell me there's not like some kind of therapy program in that world, and she didn't, and you didn't maybe once consider going in.
1: I think it's called the bar. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Uh-huh. You're
2: not wrong.
0: We're portable confessionals. <laughs>
2: yeah, well again <laughs> without some anachronisms that exist there, I can easily see that like, yes, there's some kind of like rudimentary yes, lay on the couch and tell me what you're thinking. Yes, my name is Doctor Freud. Um going on there. I just I I don't know. It's well, like, as intelligent as she is in thirty-three years, there would have been
1: one, years, but she didn't make it to the planet. <laughs>
2: you're not wrong. So. You're absolutely not wrong. <laughs> um, close your ears, Bob. You shouldn't know these things yet. Um, but I just I don't know. I just it seems like it just seems like a lot. And I guess you know I, I'll take a page out of my history where I guess there is some real world grounding. So. Here, Here's again, peel back from the curtain. That's not anything terribly bad.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I have grown up always being proud of my Native American heritage. My dad installed that at a very young age for me. And I wasn't three, but I was however old you are when you are in first grade. Okay. When my dad told me what Six-ish. I was. Okay. So I was twice as old as her. <laughs> I lived longer, lived twice harder.
0: Twice as big brains. <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> I knew my X-Men backwards and forwards. Um, and I, I remember him telling me of our heritage, but as I grew up and I I do go to therapy for some issues. One of those being that I, my father had always at, never really had a, a straight answer for what tribe we belong to. And that's because his mother, grew up in an era before digitalized documents, and a lot of the documents you had were on paper and typically held by yourself. Mm -hmm. And for whatever reason, we have some ideas, but they're not germane here, burned them all. Hmm. Uh I'll let you go where you, I mean, I'll tell you guys later, but audience, go where you will with this. It might be just as exciting as you think and that did dominate me for a while in the sense of I have no history to draw upon. We we've we've got a tribal name, sure. We have nothing though in the way of official document that can tie us there other than you look at my dad, you look at my uncle, you look at their mother. You know where they come from. It is undeniable. But that did that did pull on me hard for the better part of, well, probably about the time I came to deal with it, was about 33, 34 years old, Mm. and I will say, you know, well, not every, definitely not every waking day, but whenever something like Family Histories came up, yeah, it would draw on me, and I guess to that degree, that's where I'm also coming from, unless someone brought up Fascist Stampede, you can't tell me she was thinking about this every single day. And that's kind of the angle I'm approaching this from.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I can understand it lingered, sure. But to festered like this, I, I just have a harder time with.
1: Uh, yeah, I can, I, I, can, I can see where you're coming from.
2: But like I said, that's me. And, and, and these are two vastly different things. I will completely agree to that. Vastly yeah.
0: different things? Ow, ow. <laughs> Hold on, we need a pun counter and
2: a band hammer. Hold yeah. on. Um, and
1: like, like I, I, I don't want to come down to, to the, the yeah. like you know, it's just a show explanation. Um, but this is a show about like being over the top. Like when you look at the action scenes, when you look at the caricatures of certain kinds of people, you know, our giant from, from the first episode and, and all of that. So like the idea of we are going to, to blow up this melodrama to this sort of like over the top, unbelievable aspect. Like I can see how that is on the line where you having some, you know, real world grounding resonance can't buy it anymore. Um, I totally see that and, and I totally get it. Uh that being said It is just a show. <laughs> yeah, it like like they are they are blowing it out of performance. it's not going to make sense because they are blowing it up for the sake of, of being a bit larger than life. I mean, we're also glancing over the fact that in this same moment we get this reveal of oh, Vash is an amnesiatic protagonist. We didn't even, like, point that out yet. Like, we said it and then just moved on. But it's just like, what yeah. an anime trope to have an amnesiac protagonist. Like, come, like really? where He is also that, too? He doesn't just have a secret path? He doesn't even know a secret path? Like, come on.
2: Now, I might be forgetting something, and this is where uh, yourself or Joe might be able to refresh my memory or know something I can't think of. This is the earliest I can think of that kind of protagonist existing.
1: No.
0: I mean... It's the earliest one
2: I can think of. I'm not saying it isn't, or it is absolutely the de facto. But if it is the first depiction of it, or at least the most popular, again, this could be the the trifecta (coughs) of the show that launched a thousand archetypes.
1: I mean, uh, again, I think when you talk about, like... To a western anime audience, I could kind of believe it yeah. i I do want to say like amnesia is a bigger video game trope, especially like j r p g kind of trope True. cloud strife no he's yeah. not amnesiatic he's well, he's half amnesiac. I haven't played that game um
2: he 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 has what we like to call uh the the, the trauma
1: yeah um and- yeah, it
2: it hmm. I was going to say something else but I'm trying to keep it PG-13.
1: Yeah. No, uh I I don't know. I, it just like I I feel like the, it maybe it was not overplayed at the time, but I, I do feel like you know, it was the kind of thing there's a lot about Trigun and, and Bash in particular that sort of like when I think about, like, the edgelord culture of the mid-to-late aught, it's just like, oh, yeah, it, you could say almost all of it came from here. Yeah. One, one way or another.
2: Because I know there was a show I saw in early 2000s that a roommate of mine had that was an anime, and I never watched it. And I, re, knowing what I loosely know about it, now I'm glad I didn't. I saw Desert Punk, and I saw its DVD cover. <laughs> well, I was just like, it's cribbing off, to, <laughs> visually at least. As I come to understand it, it, it takes a very harder left turn than Trigon does.
1: Yeah, Desert Punk is, I'd say, not a good show.
2: Yeah, it's kind, it's kind of the kind of come down I had on. It's like, ah, oh, this sucks.
1: <sighs> but yeah.
2: Yeah, I agree with you. He's like, oh, not only is he our hero and he knows a lot of things he shouldn't, he also... <laughs>
1: Which is the
2: the funnier thing, or the more interesting thing. He knows a lot of things he shouldn't, but he's still amnesiatic about anything about him. Uh Uh-huh. Wow, that's a (laughs) a heck of a pill to swallow there you got, bud. Convenient that there's
1: some uh, exposition that we don't need to address giving to the audience.
2: And and yeah, 30-year-old bloodless of a three-year-old, I can't accept, but this is like, oh, I'm on board for that. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, huh. Yeah, it, it is very interesting because it makes him such a more interesting compa- character. Like, the like, the it really emphasizes the, who are you, part of the question.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's just like, who are you? And then he goes, I don't know. And I'm just like, uh, okay. Yeah, I, I think that him being amnesiatic, that's the part that that really, I'm just like, are we really doing this too? You know too much to be amnesiatic. Um.
2: Yeah. I, I remember first watching this one. I also he, don't remember.
0: Does I'm he like, mean it? Or is he just saying
2: that? He, that's exactly what I was going on. I was like, okay, Doctor Who. It's like, don't believe the Doctor Why. He always lies. Like, is Vash the Stampede just lying this whole time? Or is it, I don't remember, is really his cover all for, you really don't want to know the circumstances.
1: I feel like he, because he is so guilt-ridden, he would not show his facade to Elizabeth in that moment. And he would answer honestly.
2: Ah, counterpoint. Okay. I have had family that served in certain areas of the world uh, in the U.S. service during very heightened politically charged times in the U.S. history. Okay. 1960s. Yeah. And they don't talk about what happened there for a reason. Or they'll say, yes, I was on this ship. Okay, so were you part of... We don't talk about
1: that. Yeah. Yeah
2: originally when I first watched the show I'm like oh that's so cool he doesn't know that's super interesting and I still like that read but the, as an adult with more experience i wonder I wonder if that's really what the author was going for is he's trying to protect you because what he saw and maybe even what he did was so awful it is too painful to deal with
1: I mean it sort of like I could buy that if he was specifically just talking about um what happened in July, which he is, but then by elaborating like, I don't remember anything except for some early childhood and right when, after what you're talking about just like, uh, if, if, if he was doing that, I don't imagine he would like add... Clarify? Yeah, the entire like middle of his life in there. I don't
2: know that's kind of kind of why I think I'd come up with that kind of situation <laughs> if I was trying to do the, the kind of you really don't want to know Kind of thing. Maybe. But as I said, again, yes, it's a show, and yes, it's an interesting, and, and maybe it's just the author trying to make it more interesting by leaving it vague at the time. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Yeah. But it's just like, again, the, the benefit of age and seeing this over again is, huh, I wonder if, and kind of a change of perspective.
0: I would like to bring up the fact that this planet is called Gunsmoke.
1: Oh, what?
2: Oh, wait. Yeah, I for- I knew it had a f- fun name, and I mm, yeah, that's very
1: anime. <laughs>
0: it is. It has is. two okay. suns and five moons.
3: Mhm. I do recall the fu- or the two suns because of yeah. uh, the desert.
2: Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Anyone else hear the Star Wars theme playing? Yes. <laughs> bit.
1: Two
0: sand gets everywhere. Was
1: what, what, Was there anything new to say in um? Vash resolving the plant issue that we kind of didn't touch on in the, the last episode.
2: This one had a very abrupt ending compared to the other two.
1: Yeah. But which which that, I kind of no. did because it, it ended on that high yeah. emotional note of, of revealing to Elizabeth that, you know, like, yeah, it was me, but
0: I don't know either. Again,
2: like, again this is in
0: the, the moment. The assassin guy was there watching him do it. Uh-huh. Yeah,
2: yeah. Okay, I do like in this one, Vash commune, uh, compared to previously slash later in episode nine, he just goes in, works the computer, shuts it down. This one, he communes almost telepathically with the reactor and then deploys the fuel rods as if by magic. And I'm like... I I still don't know what my read as an audience member is supposed to be on that specifically. Is he telepathic, telekinetic? Is it just the way it's supposed to be interacted with? I don't know. And (laughs) I appreciate that ambiguity there.
0: Oh, I read it as him uh, absorbing the energy.
2: I mean, my note was, is Vash doing a spirit bomb? (laughs) Because it's like, yeah, give me, lend me your energy, ha uh, All I did put is, like, Vash walks into the, the crowd and is now, everyone is now sterilized. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming that's supposed to be some kind of radiation, it's never explicitly said, but it's...
1: It's, a, it's a getter beams. it's fine, it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> it's,
2: it's, yeah it's, you know, uh, but I'm like, everyone that touches him is now dead. <laughs> they just don't know it yet. <laughs> And like ah, oh. it's like is this just me working on some issues with Chernobyl? Probably, but man, are there some real ties there I can draw? Yeah, but no, I I I, I will say in the moment of that ending, I, I was initially upset, but almost seconds later, I realized like no, this is good, and I appreciate that kind of ending because yes, I want more, and that's how you should do an ending: leave them wanting yeah. more.
1: And, so. and th- this was specifically like uh why i s why I pick nine then six is because it, exactly what you're saying in nine like he just like uses a computer to stop the thing. This is a way more intense like oh he doesn 't just know these computers; he has some other like more direct Connecting. connection to the technology in in some way um
2: this is where I like to use my multiple words, him shutting down the computer by you know traditional means of interacting. Interesting, him shutting it down by communing through the spirit waves is intriguing. Yeah, <laughs> it's one of those like, wait, hold on, go back. What do you just do there?
1: Yeah, uh, so I guess that that makes this a time to ask. Uh, hey Bob.
2: Oh no, we we gotta ask a different question. We gotta so ask a different question. Hey Bob, how's that uh, Bebop pre-watch going or watch? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the Bebop. Oh, forgot about that.
3: To be honest, I have slowed down a little bit because of the
2: holidays.
0: Mm.
3: Uh, one more Reasonable. episode. Uh-huh. I am enjoying it still.
2: Okay. How far did you get? Just out of curiosity. Uh, episode, three. Yeah,
3: yeah. episode three. Oh, you're still on
2: episode three? yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm okay. oh, sorry. sorry. I'm just curious because it's one of those like, I, I specifically asked for the bebop section. I will make the bebop section. <laughs> <laughs> the bebop uh, the bebop analysis ongoing.
0: I know. I'm going to definitely go back and watch the rest of this show again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, oh, I, think I, I only forgot how much I liked it.
2: Let me, let me address some closing thoughts then.
1: Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah.
2: I, much like yourself, Joe, I think I'm going to have to go back and rewatch it because I don't think I like it as much as I remember me liking it.
3: You should say that and mentioning Bebop. For me, uh, this show and bringing back Nick's comments earlier, uh, there's a lot more comedy to action. I feel like this episode screams more to the what I think an anime is.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: A non-anime watcher.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And Bebop, it, this follows more of a tropey, ha-ha, funny action thing, as opposed to thinking about it. Yes, maybe it was just these three episodes.
0: Yeah, it might but... be. Um, the first, like, I think it's the first ten episodes are kind of like Story of the Week type things. Mm. Um, and then the middle section, you start getting a sense that there's, like, a bigger arc going on. And, and then... When certain people show up, then it's just that till the end.
1: <laughs> yeah, at, at some point it kind of becomes like a um, like a shonen show. Like like there's a a se- there's an enemy group and there's a sequence of enemies and we just kind of work our way through them for a little bit.
3: Okay, and because he kind of goes away. Yeah, because the the one off of one off of one off, it's I don't know. It well, it, it didn't give me a sense of caring about the characters. I guess. And let
2: me. Let me counter – or not counter, but elaborate on why I'm rewatching it, Bob, because I've, I very much felt what you're saying. But however, much to kind of what Nick and Joe mentioned earlier, the, the first – I would say the first 10 episodes also bleed directly into each other. So yeah. by, as much as kind of getting these, these episodes is a good, good idea to kind of see interest, it also is almost a disservice to it because of that nature. Which is probably the greatest, I would say, hindrance in in a good assessment of this. It's, it bleeds, but it bleeds so well. I remember that because it's a great yeah. area, and
0: it's like, yeah, you can't really like just cherry pick episodes from later on without appreciating like the buildup into it. And yeah, stuff, so. and the
1: the beginning of the series is like so easy to binge because it it just it rolls like butter.
0: <laughs> yeah. And
2: that's why I think
3: some, I'm going. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. For someone like me who would just, I watched Dragon Ball Z. That was it. But that was my Funimation. If I were to catch it like the way it was intentionally set up, out of order this way, I don't know that I would continue to watch it. I, I th- think th- DBZ worked better
1: that way. Yeah, I think that's fair. I see. That's just the thing. Like, I, I never really caught. I like, I only ever caught episodes of DBZ, and I never really got into it. So.
2: Huh? I remember the, the draw for me watching DBZ was, huh, those guys are weird, and they're fighting in a ring. Wait, hold on. That, there was a green guy that had, you know, I don't know, big pop hat energy. <laughs> they're fighting in the ring with him, but now it's, like, an insect guy? And it's been, like, a month since I've had a chance to see it. Oh, and now they're fighting... A very interesting-looking little white purple man. Elsewhere, and the the grass is purple and the sky is green. Okay, I need to watch this to understand what I'm seeing because I I I just gotta know. So that's one of those that that's how the draw works for me. I mm. think. And to your point, Nick, I remember seeing most of it initially before I got to borrow my friend's DVD as a kid. Seeing a lot of it out of order and just not caring as much. Mm. But it wasn't until I got to see it all and get like the context of every, again, especially those first 10 episodes. I was like,
0: yeah, oh, I mean, okay, the action's cool, happening. even if you don't understand like the context of who the people are. Right. Yeah.
2: yeah good action, but I was like, I just, like, I don't know, I don't care. It's like, I, I mean, I can also watch Yu Yu Hakusho, which I'm getting a lot of action in and, and a reasonable amount of comedy. <laughs> um, and that's why I say, I think I'm, I personally am going to have to do a rewatch of Trigun to counter, or to parallel with Bob's Bebop rewatches, because, or in this case, watch, uh, because I, it has been, uh, in rewatching this, a very long time since I sat down and watched Trigun. And I'm wondering if I'm just looking at it with rose-colored glasses and not being a fan of the 3D animation style they're going to be using for Trigun Stampede,
0: Oh, no.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, Vash has a slightly different look. The code is different. There's a lot about it. the visuals I don't like. But I'm starting to wonder, too, because I had this conversation the other day with someone. I said, I'm starting to wonder if maybe I'm being unfair to what's coming out next. Yeah, I may not necessarily like the look of it, but what if it tells the story better? And that's why the other side of the coin is I need to see this again, to see if this is exactly what I remember or is this a rose colored glasses situation?
1: Yeah. That, that's actually very much what I'm doing. Cause like, I remember loving this first stretch. And then like, as soon as we got into like, Hey, here's going to be a consistent antagonist. I was just like this. He seems kind of stupid. And like, I kind of like, I, I love Vash's development over that course, but like everything going on around him, I was just like, eh. and I, I'm curious if, if, with a more modern eye, uh, a more mature eye, if maybe I'm, I'm going to have a, I'm really curious what what my take is going to be now, actually.
2: I will also say this too, because this will address some of the anime we go into in the future. Bob, a lot of like nineties and even early aughts anime had that like first 10 or so episodes where it's like villain or antagonist problem of the week and would build up to a larger threat later. Okay. Or a larger ongoing story, because I can tell you there's one, and I think this is this is my time. I announce it, Bob. I pulled a I pulled an audible without you knowing it. I've added a show to the list, and it's in this bracket we're in. I know, shock. Um, and it it very much has the larger looming threat later on. It's longer than 26 episodes. But very much like the first 10 to 15 are absolutely the, uh, villain of the week kind of thing, or in this case, the opponent of the week kind of thing.
3: Gotcha. And grading on a curve, I would probably give this, uh, mm, seven out of 10.
1: That's pretty good.
2: Okay. Yeah. Do you think you would want to continue watching it or watch it in order?
3: The descriptors that you have, Maybe. I will give it a maybe. I have my show right now that I'm watching. Yes. And we have we have stuff coming up. Yeah. I don't wanna push anything of the future aside make room for this and with the episodes that I watched I don't know that I would. I'm willing to understand that this is just something that you have to watch all. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh before we wrap up, I do wanna point out that uh the manga creator Yasuhiro Naito does like the anime. Uh, he Good. loves it for being able to distill the ideas he was exploring in the original manga into something that a viewing audience can appreciate. And but- notably he also enjoyed it so much that he frequently incorporated filler characters from the show into later chapters of the series as he was making it. <laughs> I
2: thought I remembered that's that. Right. I can remember this or
0: something else. Oh, that's rad. And that's all I've got.
1: Yeah, is it is it time for our last question of the show?
2: Yeah, I was going to try and sneak in and steal your question, but I had myself on mute, so go ahead, buddy.
1: <laughs> oh, no, go, go go ahead and do it. I uh, uh, yeah.
2: There's a reason I wanted to sneak in and do it, since I have our new secret player on the field. I uh-huh. have a, a, a title for it, only I know.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Bob,
2: mm-hmm. your, your options are, of okay. or the original ones, uh, we have, if it weren't for Carcoon killing me, I Wouldn't Be the Protagonist I Am Today, or the other, other awesome sci-fi series released in 1998, because I'm changing the title because I forgot just now we used the other one.
1: That's
0: fine.
2: <laughs> or, The World Through a Japanese Lens.
3: <laughs> okay.
1: That's one way of putting world,
3: it. World Through a Japanese Lens, mm-hmm. or or what's the other one?
2: The other other awesome Sci-Fi series released in nineteen ninety eight. Okay. Or if it weren't for Carcoon Killing Me, I wouldn't be the protagonist that I am today. I'm gonna go with that one. Okay, Bob, guess what? We're going back down the road of shows I've tried to show you. <laughs> oh Bob, welcome to Yu Yu show. Yeah. Oh.
0: <laughs> and
2: I I I have a problem. Because I have about twenty episodes out of this not more than twenty episode series that I want to show you, and I'm going to be furiously working through the bracket tonight of what ones. <laughs> I, I <laughs> will tell you now, you are probably going to see or hear the words "dark tournament."
1: Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. Honestly, yeah.
3: That's that's the one with the picture of the front of a kid making a finger gun, isn't it? Yep, that is. Yep. I remember because <laughs> <laughs> I was like. Oh, that poor child, he's playing the game wrong. Yeah, he's <laughs> playing
2: Cartman's favorite song, "Finger Bang."
1: Okay, what we're what we're South Park? I think we got to pull the ejection.
2: <laughs> okay, so yeah, Bob, I'm I am. Oh, it's my time to shine. All
1: right, good. So we will watch that in preparation for next time. And until then, uh, I want to thank everybody for joining us today. And we'll see you next time.
2: Yeah, we'll see you all next time. Yeah.
0: Bye. Deep in the Weebs is a show by Chuck, Nick, Joe, and Bob. Our theme music is Kawaii Friends by C. 3 You can find our show on YouTube, or subscribe to the audio-only version on iTunes, or wherever podcasts are served. One, two,
1: three...
0: Love, Love and friends. peace! Did he say that in the episodes we watched? No! Okay. Oh, the- it's in, sure. the it's in the second episode I've explained that. What does that even mean?